Shabbos, Perik Zayin, Mishnah Gimel, 7-3. Now that we've finished going through the list of the third nine malachas, essentially the rest of the whole Masechta will be discussing those malachas and the rules that apply to them. So, as is very common with the structure of Mishnayas, when we have a list of items, in this case we have 39 in the previous Mishnah, the Mishnah will pick up where the last item on the list ended off. So in other words, the last of the third item malachas was the malach of Hotzah, of transferring, and therefore this mission will now pick up by defining the parameters by which one is liable for hotza, for transference. And the truth is this will become a topic of the next many Mishnayas. Here is the, the premise. The premise is that for a malacha to be significant, so we talked about malach's machshevas back in the introduction, it needs to be not just done in a normal way, in a permanent way, in an intelligent way, in a planned way. It also has to be an, a significant act. And if the act, although it might be um, lasting and creative and transformative and fit very snugly into the box of one of the third nine malachas, if it's quantitatively or qualitatively insignificant, so then one would not be liable for a chata. So our Mishnah and the next many Mishnahs will discuss the topic of Hotzah, because the basic principle of Hotzah, as we said, is transferring from a private to public domain, or from public to private domain, or transferring from one place in the public domain to another place in the public domain for almost away from it. In all those cases, you have to be transferring something, and if the thing that you're transferring is not significant, then the act of transference of Hotzah, or Mavi, of transferring, is simply not... not uh, a significant act. So for argument's sake, you have fuzz in your pocket, pocket lint. So it's true that if you transfer pocket lint from point A to point B, you've effectively done an act of, of mavi or hotza. You've, you've transferred the pocket lint. But since pocket lint is not really significant, so the fact that you happen to have transferred it is also not especially significant. And you wouldn't be liable. So the basic point of remission is going to be that in order to be liable to the consequences of hotza, what you transfer, besides for having to be transferred in the normal way of transference, etc., has to be something of significance. And that significance will be defined both qualitatively and quantitatively, meaning it has to have the qu- qualitatively it must be something that is significant. Pocket lint, for example, simply is not that. People don't care about pocket lint. They're not interested in keeping pocket lint. And therefore, even if you had a whole pocket full of pocket lint, it's transferring it would not be significant. and You wouldn't be liable because... Who cares that it's a lot of lint? No one cares about lint. Um, then there's also the quantitative aspect, which is even if something is significant, you're transferring something of value, it's a food, it's a utensil, it's a commodity. So it has to be a quantity of that food, etc., um, that's significant. And if it's less than that amount, in other words, you happen to have one crumb of bread in your pocket. So bread is the kind of thing people certainly do care about and do transfer, and therefore qualitatively bread is significant. But a single crumb in your pocket, not significant. And therefore, the Mishnah basically will say, for one to be liable, he has to meet both that qualitative and quantitative um, requirements. And then, we'll then have to go in the next many Mishnahs to talk about, for all different types of things, what is the threshold of being quantitatively significant. So that means we everyone knows that glue and bread and oil are significant things, let's say, but how much glue, how much bread, how much oil, etc., Okay, so that's the story here. The mission begins by saying, Va'od klal acher amru. They also said another principle. This is referring back to the first Mishnah of our chapter, 7 1, 
we talked about the Klal Gadol. Here we have another Klal, and this one is referring to Hotza, where it says, Kol HaKasher Lahatzniya, anything which is significant, it's the kind of thing that people do save and store away. That's the qualitative test, that it's something of significance qualitatively, the kinds of things people store, as opposed to pocket lint. Umatzniyan Kamol, and people do save that material in a given amount, the threshold amount, that's the quantitative amount, quanti- quantitative threshold. If one transfers that on Shabbos, meaning something that's significant, the kind of thing you keep, like bread, but not just a crumb, enough bread that people would care about transferring, that's a quantitative part. So then, at that point, you'd be liable to bring a chatas because you did a significant act of hotza, or ma'avir of transferring. The kind of things that people simply don't normally store away, pocket lint, for example, or even if it's the kind of thing that people do store away, like bread, but it's in a quantity that is not enough, like a single crumb, and you do transfer either lots of pocket lint or a little bit of bread, like a crumb of bread, then then you won't be liable because you didn't meet the threshold of a significant act, Ella hamatzniel, unless says the Tanakhama, this the author of our Mishnah, unless you're the kind of guy who does something significant and you set aside their breadcrumb before Shabbos. So if you just wanted to keep one breadcrumb because you wanted to have a breadcrumb on hand to feed a particular bird that you like, making up a story, of course. So for you, that breadcrumb is significant, and therefore, for if you set it aside as a breadcrumb and you transfer the breadcrumb and dot almost from you'll be liable because for you the breadcrumb was significant because you set it aside before Shabbos. Okay, we'll see in the next parak in a couple of Mishnahs, um, a, a bit of a machlokas tanaim here, but that's where this Mishnah ends off. And now where the next Mishnah will begin and the next many Mishnahs will continue, we'll discuss all sorts of different materials they had in the time of the Mishnah and what is the threshold for being significant.